Welcome to Words of Life, Love, and Freedom. I'm your host, Paul McKibben, and I'm going to be sharing a little bit today about pressing in. There comes a time in all of our lives where we have to press into the things of God. And sometimes it's not pleasant, it's not comfortable, and sometimes it's not easy. But sometimes the Lord will call on us And he can call on us at any given time to press into him to search for the answers, wisdom, or knowledge that we need to help us through certain situations in our life. In Psalms chapter 16, verse 11, it says, You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now when I'm talking about pressing in and I read this verse, it makes a reference to the path of life and in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Well, I think about being, when I'm pressing in, when I'm thinking about pressing in, I'm thinking about being in the throne room of grace beckoning God and being in his throne room of grace boldly coming before God searching for answers coming before him in prayer on our face and reverence before God now also when we think about this path of life a lot of us have heard people talk about the straight and narrow path The straight and narrow path is a term that a lot of Christians use when we talk about the path that the Lord wants us to follow that is more direct to Him and it's um, not so windy, but it's a straight and narrow path which sometimes our paths may not seem straight and narrow but... um, That could be just a term that a lot of people have come to use that describes some verses uh, that are talked about in God's Word. For example, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, it says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. And in Matthew 7, 14, it says, Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. And when you go to Luke chapter 13, verse 24, it says, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able So I don't really know uh, for sure if the Bible actually uses the term straight and narrow path in those exact words. It could, but I don't know for sure about that. But these are some of the verses that lead you to believe that there is a narrow path because it talks about the narrow gate 
And when there's a narrow gate, there'll be a narrow path, usually. So these, uh, these verses do kind of lead you to believe that there is a straight and narrow path. It doesn't say it in verbatim in, that many, in, in those kinds of words, but it does lead you to believe that there is a straight and narrow path. Um, but when you, when we talk, when we talk, think about or talk about the straight and narrow path or trying to strive to make it through this narrow gate, we don't want to go down through the wide gate because the wide gate is when it leads to destruction. We want to go through the narrow gate. And so when we think about what it takes to make it through this narrow gate we really are seeking to be more diligent about our walk it says in 2nd Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so according to this verse we should be diligent to present ourselves approved to God we should strive to want to be the man of God or the woman of God that the Lord has called us to be who he says in his word that we are not what we think we are, but who he says we are. That's presenting ourselves approved to God, is when we live our life and we think of ourselves as being the man or woman of God that God has called us to be and that he says in his word that we are. And not only that, but being a worker who does not need to be ashamed, that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are not ashamed to say that Jesus is our Lord, He is our Savior, and that we stand with Jesus because we know He died for us to give us salvation and eternal life. And rightly dividing the word of truth leads us to believe that we seek the Lord for the direction of the Holy Spirit and under the direction of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit will teach us the truth the Holy Spirit will lead us to the truth the Holy Spirit will lead and guide us and help us to navigate our way through the word of truth but rightly dividing the word of truth as well which basically means that we depend and lean on the Holy Spirit for the true interpretation of what God's word truly says the way God intended for us to understand it not just any old interpretation of what we think it says but what the Holy Spirit reveals to us that it is supposed to say what what it's intended to mean to us when it comes to our relationship with God and with each other and how we are to view God's word. So, you know, when we talk about all these things, it it's it's really a an issue about us contending for the faith. 
to be a contender for the faith. You know, it talks in God's word in some places about running a race. Run the race to win the race. Run your race to win your race. To be a contender for the faith. It says in Jude chapter 1 verse 3, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. So, you know, there's there's, a, there's a, a, an amount, a certain amount of diligence, stamina, strength, energy, all these things play a role in this. Faith, motivation, being obedient, but being diligent. When we are obedient, we are being diligent to contend for the faith. If we're not contending for the faith, there's something that's that's a, a misconnect somewhere. When we are not contending for the faith, we are not doing what our part in this relationship with God that He has instituted and established with us. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we receive Him as our Savior, and we receive forgiveness and the free gift of eternal life, salvation. The Lord wants us to contend for the faith. We don't take lightly the things that the Lord has done for us because he died for us. He was whipped and beaten and punished unmercifully just so we could have salvation and eternal life, so we could be with God. So in the end, when everything is said and done, when this world is played out, and there's an an ultimate good against evil at the very end of time, we want to be standing on the side with God, on His side of righteousness and purity. And not on the side of the enemy or the devil and sin and wickedness. We want to contend for the faith. We want to do what the Lord wants us to do. We want to be in the center of God's will for our life. So uh, what I was going to share today is uh, about pressing in. And how important it is for us to press in when we feel that things maybe aren't uh, exactly the way that we think they should be. Or if we feel that something is out of place, out of sorts. Or sometimes we get a special word from the Lord or even someone else that we know that leads us to believe that we got to change something we're doing to be more in line with God's plan for our life. We got to press in. We got to press into the things of the Lord and see what the Holy Spirit reveals to us. So I'm going to share a piece of poetry now. This is a piece that I actually wrote 
um, on Friday, March the 18th. I started writing it at 7.06 in the morning. It's called Pressing In. I praise you, Almighty God, as I as you lead me to an open door. Even though this open door appears shut, I will continue to love, honor, and worship you even more. I will praise you, Lord. I feel prompted by your spirit that this is the right way. I will continue to surrender and love, honor, and serve you each and every day. I will continue pressing in day after day. I will continue pressing in, Lord, as you illuminate the path and show the way. We will continue pressing in as your spirit leads and guides us. We will praise and worship you, O God, all the days of our lives for how you saved us and opened our eyes so we can clearly see. I'm pressing in, O God, and love you for how you so wonderfully saved me. I praise you, O God, for how you have filled me with your spirit and how you, out of your awesome power and might, have set me free. O God, I'm searching for you and seeking your Holy Spirit as your spirit leads and guides me. Your Holy Spirit gives me the freedom that I've always wanted to be able to spread my wings and soar into the wind as you open doors because I'm free. O God, I pray for an open door to the finances of heaven. I'm waiting on your spirit. I'm pressing in. O God, I will continue to love and serve you. I want to feel the weight of your glory, not the weight of my sin. As I continue pressing in, I will leave the former life behind. I cherish you, O God, for how you so wonderfully set me free and how you daily renew my mind. I'm pressing in, and the more I focus on you, Lord, the less I worry about the past. O God, because you are real with me, I can be real with you so I can take off my mask. Oh God, sometimes it takes pressing in and persistence when we are looking for an open door of blessing from you. We have to keep our eyes on you and keep loving you. You will meet us where we are at and your spirit will carry us through. Praise God. This this was laid on my heart really strong the day I wrote this. It was... Uh, a word about persistence and contending for the faith, trying to build my faith up. And the Lord just, uh, I was going through a season in my life at that time where I was searching for something that I believe the Lord wanted our church to have, which was a new building for our church. And so I would be on the hunt I would be out riding around looking uh, writing down names and phone numbers and making phone calls and being by the phone and then the path would nearly come to an end and right when it was almost ready to dry up something would spark something else 
uh, a new source would come up and a new connection to other people that would lead my path into a different direction. And as the path would lead into a different direction, it would come alive again. And then I'd be led into a different direction, looking and searching for a new, a new building that our church could call home. Now, this is what was on my heart when I was writing about pressing in because it really took a lot of focusing on the Lord and seeking Him and putting all this in His hands to really be led by the Spirit and know that when the Lord opened the door, that He opened that door. But, you know, this is not the only type of situation that pressing in can pertain to. There's, there's so many people out there that could be dealing with so many issues or topics of things in their life that they need to press in for. And this poetry that is called pressing in can apply to many things and not just what I wrote for myself about. It's almost like a universal kind of a piece of poetry that could pertain to any type of a thing that you just you need answers for something you need a breakthrough you need some kind of a breakthrough you need some wisdom and knowledge from the holy spirit you need the holy spirit to lead and guide and direct your path so pressing in is is necessary sometimes well most of the time the lord wants us to always press in it's just that we, sometimes we tend to do it a little harder and a little more diligently than other times but the lord always wants us to press in to him and when we do it makes the lord happy he likes to know that we're leaning on him we're never a burden on god and god doesn't want us to feel like that we're a burden on him because if we get into this trap of thinking that we're being a burden on god then we're never going to be able to reach out to the only one that can truly help us because we're going to be so self-conscious about it. We're going to be worried about what God is going to think if we call on him because we need help with something. And God doesn't want us to feel that way. God wants us to know that he loves us so much that we can call on him any time, day or night. Doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Anytime that we feel the slight, um, the, the least bit like we are, uh, need an answer or troubled. I mean, anytime that we need an answer or we're troubled about anything, the Lord wants us to know that we can call on him anytime. He loves us that much. He loves us so much. He allowed his son Jesus to die for us. And Jesus followed through with that. That's why he's our Savior, our Messiah. So I, I just praise God today. And as these uh, podcast episodes continue to come out, I'll be sharing a little bit more about how things are going with the search and the hunt uh, for this new building for our church. Um. But uh, things have made some progress in a good direction. 
but I don't want to get too ahead of myself in these podcasts. I'm trying to keep a steady pace and let it unfold as I share the pieces of poetry that I was inspired to write. So praise God, you have a wonderful, blessed day. Know that God loves you, and I do too. And lean on God, because He loves it when we lean on Him. The Lord loves it when we trust in Him enough to where we call on Him for help. The Lord wants us to lean on Him. The Lord wants us to trust Him with all of our cares, with all of our needs, and with everything that pertains to our lives. So praise God. Just know that God loves you and that I love you. And may the Lord truly bless you. Have a nice day. God bless you. Bye-bye.